Happy Thanksgiving to the Midas Mighty. Ben and Brett here wishing you, your families, an incredible Thanksgiving. Want to spend this time on the Midas Touch podcast to reflect on what we are thankful for. And I am thankful for the fact that we have an unapologetically pro-democracy adult in the White House. I am thankful for the work of the Midas Mighty, the work that you all put in each and every day, not just watching these shows, but making sure you're registered to vote, making sure you are registering others to vote in the pro-democracy community, getting out the word, sharing the Midas Touch Network. The amount of growth we've seen here is frankly a testament to the work that you've all put in. And Brett and I are grateful just to have this platform and this opportunity to hang out with you each and every day, and especially right now on Thanksgiving. And I'm thankful knowing about the work that we are all going to put in together, that you and the pro-democracy community are going to put in together with us over the coming weeks and months and through 2024. And I am very very confident that democracy will prevail, love will prevail, compassion will prevail, intelligence will prevail. I have confidence, even in crazy times, in the American people. And I want to show a lot about contrast on today's show. And so if you're at the Thanksgiving table or you just finished eating that turkey or uh, wherever you're eating or whatever you're doing and you're spending some time with the family, if you're not watching football and you're watching this or you previously finished watching football and you want to tell your family members, hey, take a look at this Midas Touch Network. It's very different than what legacy media has been doing. They come with facts. They come with evidence. We want to curate and make this a very special episode to bring in more people uh, to this unapologetically pro-democracy Midas Mighty community. And we've got some incredible surprises on the show as well that I'm excited to share with you. After we show you the contrasts that I think are so significant between pro-democracy and compassion and intelligence, we show you the videos of Biden, we contrast that with Donald Trump. I want to talk about some stats. I just want to talk about the data, the objective data of where we are right now in the country with our GDP, with unemployment, where we are with um, uh, the price of goods, where we are relative to other G7. I just want to go through the data and all of the metric has metrics have United States above all of these other countries, um, America's economy for like the first time not just growing faster, but significantly faster our economy than China. just want you to think about that. And I want to then show with you and share you some of the uh, features. We're going to bring some of that here um, that we have on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We did an interview with our mom. Midas Mama herself was on Patreon. And a lot of people I read in the comments, they said, we really want to see uh, some portions of that interview, and we want to make sure that we're not going to show the full interview for that. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. But we do think that um, we want to share that with you on our Thanksgiving for all those who wanted to do it. And we recognize that you know the Patreon is a membership-based thing, and there's a fee associated with it. And so we don't want to 
make sure anyone feels excluded from meeting our mom that way. But the longer interview is going to be on patreon.com slash Midas Touch, but we're going to share a portion of that here. Also, we've got some special guests on the show. We're going to be joined by Democratic Congress members Jared Moskowitz and Democratic Congress member Robert Garcia on today's show. So in other words, buckle up. This is going to be an eventful Thanksgiving. Brett, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And Ben, you missed one of the single most exciting parts of this special Thanksgiving episode, and that's we're going to be announcing and releasing right here on this very show a new Midas Touch short, a new short video that we put together that we're going to release. Um, we worked really hard on it, and it's I think it's a, a nice contrast uh, to show you what's going out there, too, with this strain of the Republican Party, and I hope that you share it. We're going to be releasing this to the public later this week. So let's keep it our little secret, okay? Us and all, uh, you know, million of you. Let's, let's keep, it, keep it our little secret till we go wide with it. But I'm excited to show you. Um, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Um, if you've eaten already, a lot of people do like the, the early Thanksgiving dinner, which which mm-hmm. I, I I like, right? So probably digesting, you know, a bit right now. And, and that's good. But you know what? Rest up digest, watch some Midas Touch videos, watch this with your friends, watch this with your family, share the videos, because we got a very, very, very big year right around the corner. And honestly, I look forward to it. I look forward to the challenge that we have ahead. And I look forward to this movement continuing to grow and continuing to do what it does best and share these pro-democracy messages. Ben. Look, here's the thing. Fox and this right-wing disinformation echo chamber didn't just suddenly emerge. You got to go back. You got to look at the roots of history. And you got to look right around the end of Nixon, Roger Ailes, creating an actual manifesto, how to create a Republican propaganda network in order to insulate future Nixons from what ultimately happened to Richard Nixon, where accountability happened. How can propaganda prevent accountability? This memo was circulated and attempts at building it took place generations throughout the remainder of the 1970s and then into the 1980s. And then you have the fairness doctrine being repealed under uh, Ronald Reagan and taking away really important, uh, intelligent uh, gatekeeping functions of the fourth estate to make sure that factual information is being uh, delivered. And then you had with the advancement of technology, um, as the internet proliferated, as you don't have the fairness doctrine, as you have billion-dollar interests coming in from people like Rupert Murdoch aligning with Al's the same way these right-wing billionaire interests have undermined the Supreme Court, undermined our media, because ultimately this billionaire class believes and they have good reason to when you have people like Donald Trump giving them massive tax cuts and benefits that fascism with an oligarchical class um, benefits them and they could try to divide the rest of us, try to use culture wars and use things to uh, make us not uh, united 
And, you know, with stories about, oh, the green M&M this and bathrooms this and they're coming for you this and they're coming for your guns and, and, and all of these things. And here's the thing. If you just looked at a lot of these issues, mostly all issues, as just a straight up referendum and you put them to the voters, common sense gun control, uh, improving people's access to health care, reducing prescription drug prices, uh, health care for veterans, improving infrastructure, uh, better wages, raising a minimum wage to a wage with dignity, better working conditions. If you go through improving the conditions of unions, um, making sure we have common sense critical ways to address climate change, um, making sure a woman have women have right to reproductive care and access to reproductive care, um, making sure that the LGBTQ plus community can marry who they love. If you go through these issues, go you keep going through all of them, all of these issues that are actually being supported by Democrats, which I just refer to as the pro-democracy, every single one of them, people would vote for the issue and the side of these issues that are supported by Democrats, most of by Democrats, most Americans are like, let's ban those books. Let's burn those books. You know, there are extreme sections of America that want to make sure they control women's reproductive rights and ban books and, um, and, and not give benefits to workers and screw over veterans and allow AR-15s to proliferate every single place in your school. That's not where America is. So what billionaires have to do is divide us and then make people so angry about all these issues that they vote against their interests. So why am I rambling about going back to the 1970s and Roger Ailes and all of these things? Because for those who are joining us right now for the first time on Thanksgiving, what we are trying to build here is something both short-term and generational. We've got to address the immediate issues, but we also have to remember that Fox wasn't created overnight. So the way to combat it with truthful information and love and compassion and bringing people together, we recognize that's not going to just happen overnight. This is going to be something generational that we need to build together, and we're creating the foundations of that here together. That's at the essence, this pro-democracy movement that you're all building. How do we deal with the immediate? How do we build something generational so we look back and we go, you know what? We've rebuilt confidence in the fourth estate. We've There's a lot of bad actors out there, but we know that we're being united because together, you know, we can't, we won't have these right-wing extremist forces try to put people in bad positions. So anyway, I just wanted to give you, that's kind of the thesis right there. Yeah. And I got to say, I, like, I do disagree with a lot of comments that I see. I think it's become very easy to say things along the lines of Democrats are bad messengers. They're, they're terrible messengers. They're terrible at getting the word out. I honestly disagree. I think especially at this time right now, I see a lot of incredible Democratic stars who are messaging perfectly. Then I look at people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I look at people like Trump. I look at people like Mitch McConnell. I look at this entire Republican Party. Every time they speak, I'm like, you're calling these people good messengers? They're really, they're not. They're really not good messengers. 
speakers. What they do have, however, is they have a megaphone. They have a megaphone by which they could continuously spew these lies and spread this hate and make this and make everything into a divisive issue, no matter how big or small the issue actually is. And that's why they invest billions and billions and billions of dollars into creating their platforms like the way they create Fox News. That's why they invest billions and billions and billions of dollars into purchasing a platform like Twitter and taking it under their purview, right? Because when they control the megaphone, they control the information. And remember, this is something that they for so long have accused the liberal media of, right? This is the accusation that they throw out at other corporations and investors and the press and whoever. And as we always say, every accusation that they make is always a confession. When they say weaponization in the government, the next word out of their mouth is we need to lock up anybody who disagrees with our views and we're going to sue you for your free speech. Everything they say is their own desire of what they want to do. And so this is really just, you know, this is the way that we combat that by growing this community, by continuing to build this for the long term on a rock solid foundation. And that begins with you here. And I know I am very, very thankful for that this Thanksgiving. I couldn't be more thankful. And that's why we just have to show here are the undisputed facts. That's what I like to show here on the Midas Touch Network. Here is what Trump is saying. Here's what Biden is doing and saying. And who are we as a nation? And we let you make that decision. We give you our opinions, but it's important that we show you that contrast. So for those just joining uh, for the first time, let's get into it and let's do it. So Donald Trump has spent the past 24 hours, just and this is what he does all the time, making videos of himself and then posting it on his social media platform over and over again. Video, 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 video. I'm only going to show you a handful of them. This is an interesting one because there's took the orange makeup off for he's, he's posted the, like over 50 times in the past 24 hours. Over, like at least over, yeah. I it might be over 100 at this post. point. Like it's it's there, there's something going on there. Well, you know, he all of his tricks that he's done before are not quite working anymore in terms of mm -hmm. getting the he thinks that all these cases are going to get dismissed. They are not getting dismissed. He can harass Judge and Goron, attack the law clerk. I mean, you see how vicious these tactics are, and you see why until he's met his match, they work. I mean, the level of bullying is so next level that most people are like, you know what? I can't deal with this. Just do it, do what you want to do. That's how fascism works. Yeah. It, it runs you down. In the same way he's doing it against very powerful and skilled people like Judge and Goron and like the New York Attorney General and like Jack Smith, I mean, they're not taking it. So he's like, has this kind of cognitive dissonance, right? He's like, what? They're, they're, this doesn't work. So that's making him spiral. He's seeing on the horizon the March 4th, 2024 trial by Judge Tanya Chutkin um, in Washington, D.C. for his attempt to overthrow the results of the 2020 election. And here's the thing that not a lot of people are talking about. I think he's more vulnerable in Iowa and New Hampshire than, than, than any legacy media is talking. I, I've been looking through this data. And as someone who's supposed to be the leader of the party, 
I mean, the fact that in New Hampshire, for example, he's like just at what, 41, 42%. And if you added everybody else up right there, they're actually have, there's more support for a competitor than Donald Trump, for example, in New Hampshire. So if there's some momentum around somebody in Iowa and it becomes closer in Iowa and then people all kind of congregate around them um, or around a candidate like that, and then New Hampshire, you get the momentum. I, I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk for him as I'm looking. And one of the interesting things too is remember the Iowa is a caucus. It's a caucus process, which is much different than just a straight vote. Also, if people don't get a certain percentage, a certain threshold of the vote, they have to then pick another candidate. So you could very well see in Iowa and is this the likely option? Not necessarily, but this is certainly a possibility where you could see that sort of never Trump vote. You could see that all consolidate behind one candidate at the Iowa caucus because you need to reach a certain threshold in order to stick with that candidate. And so I think that dynamic is going to be very interesting to watch in the Republican primary. And I think that could have a lot of ramifications beyond the Iowa caucus as well, as kind of you see for the first time, the Republican party be actually fairly evenly split between a Trump contingency and an anti-Trump contingency or people who want to vote against Donald Trump, then I think it'll make the it'll make it all a bit clearer because right now up until this point, it's been a bit of a mess, right? It's been like, you know, they've had like dozens of candidates. Uh, there's some people on those debate stages and some of the past debates who I've never even like seen in my life. You have people like Vivek, you have like all these kind of random actors in that. But this will really, I think, help narrow down that field to a realistic couple of people. And I think that will could very likely upend the entire dynamic as we head into 2024. I want to show you some of the things that he's posted now. So this is Donald Trump, I think, recognizing also from the data that this election is about democracy versus dictatorship. Democracy versus dictatorship. I'm going to say it again. It's democracy versus dictatorship. One of the things, too, that Democrats have to work on with their messaging is keeping it simple, just like I just did, democracy versus dictatorship. Donald Trump, $8 trillion, T like Trump, $8 trillion in debt under Donald Trump, $8 trillion in debt under Donald Trump. They're the fiscal arsonist, democracy over dictatorship. And sometimes I think Democrats get lost and the pro-democracy community gets lost in the weeds of trying to be so intelligent and have such a data-filled plan that they ignore that sometimes you just got to make it, boil it down, democracy versus dictatorship. And Trump recognizes So what's Trump doing right now? He's hedging against that by saying, I'm the democracy candidate. This is about me and democracy. I want to. And it is as Putin-esque as you can be. I mean, you got Donald Trump saying that he's the democracy candidate. Bring it on. He wants to make this about democracy. You've got him and other MAGA Republicans bragging about the release of January 6th tapes and singing songs with the January 6th insurrectionists and saying that that was a beautiful day and they're patriots and that it was actually a fed surrect. It doesn't even make sense, the concepts that they're saying together. It's like, it's pure Putin. 
What are you talking it's, about, Ben? Ben, Ben, they were all feds. January 6th, it was all feds. But at the same time, we stand with the J6 prisoners and we want to sing songs with the J6 prisoners who feds. are who are feds. feds. And it's a false flat. I, 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 I can't keep Thankfully, up. Thankfully, MAGA is fascism plus, plus idiocracy. <laughs> Additionally. <laughs> Additionally. And, the, and frankly... The reason why we still have our constitution and our democracy is that the balance of fascism plus idiocracy is that they've got the QAnon shaman types, you know, who are a real drive. But, but you know, if the fascism overtakes idiocracy, then we're in real trouble. That's why we all got to be aware of what's going on. So here Donald Trump says he's the democracy candidate. Mind you, this is a video he's making of himself and posting here. Play the clip. Nothing about crooked Joe Biden and the anti-democratic party has anything to do with defending democracy. So if crooked Joe wants to turn this election into a question of which candidate will defend our democracy and freedom, then I say, bring it on. Let's go, Joe, bring it on, because you are a corrupt person. You're the most corrupt president in our history. And by the way, the most incompetent president in our history. Again, so, it's all uh, projection. I was going to ask, like, makeup and hair person quit. Uh, the check, the check bounce. Uh, they offer the holiday because uh, he looks quite different in that video. And by the way, in all the videos, he must tape these all in this one session where he was not r rocking the bronzer. And you know, I, I might understand the bronzer. <laughs> After seeing them like this, but Ben, you know, we called this out the other day. Also, we said that Donald Trump has already began using this kind of I'm the democracy candidate language within his speeches. We called it out as Putin-esque, like we've been calling it out now for weeks, if not months, that this was going to be the way that he was going to confront that issue. This now is his most blatant way of dealing with the issue. Just, you know, the same way Putin goes, you know, into Ukraine and goes, I'm denazifying Ukraine. I'm not invading. Right. You, you tell just the most ridiculous ridiculous lie imaginable. That's what Donald Trump is doing right here to try to target his own weakness because he knows that weakness is a fatal weakness. That weakness is why Republicans have performed horribly. That weakness is why Donald Trump has performed horribly in the last election. And it's because it goes to all the fundamental freedoms that we have as Americans. It goes to every single issue that affects our lives. It could all be summed up under that democracy banner. And President Biden has been an incredibly pro-democracy uh, president. So think about, though, to that point, use Putin as an example. Think about what was Zelensky able to do when it came to Putin's propaganda? Because just like Trump, fascists, because they're not surrounded by smart people, they telegraph where they're going to go. So what you have to do to combat that is you have to call out what they're going to do, exactly like what we're doing. Here's their plan. Right. I mean, the the good thing about Trump's version of MAGA fascism, fascism plus idiocracy, I have you've been watching football today. You notice that when the teams go into the huddle, right, they don't tell the other team what's going on in the huddle. Donald Trump is. <laughs> and 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 the Republicans before kind of kept that in the huddle, like their plan. And Trump goes out basically and goes, all right. I'm throwing a pass right there on the right hash. It's going right there. That's where I'm throwing it. 
and legacy media like looks the other way and goes, oh, that's a beautiful hash, beautiful hash. And then Democrats sometimes let that happen and pro-democracy kind of just doesn't. No, it's like you then got to have your cornerback right there, ready to intercept it and ready to call it out. And that's that's what needs to happen there. It's like, here's what he's going to do. Here's the plan. Get ready to call it out. Here's how you're going to call it out. And let me just show you. Here's how you need to call it out right now. I'll just use the other video that he made. Here he is thanking the MAGA Mike Speaker of the House for releasing the J6 tapes. Play this clip. Congratulations to Speaker of the House Mike Johnson for having the courage and fortitude to release all of the J6 tapes, which will reveal completely what really happened on January 6th. Thank you very much, Mike. And so that's what you need to play over and over and over again for people. You need to make it clear because everybody remember during the debate in 2020, what was like the, uh, every debate kind of has a moment, you know, and trust me, there was a lot of moments in Donald Trump's maniac 2020 debates, but you know, there's always that read my lips, no more taxes, you know, new taxes kind of, you know, moment. Well, when Donald Trump said, proud boys, stand back and stand by. That was shocking to a lot of them. You, you remember, Brett? Stand back, stand by. And America was like, America was like, whoa, that vague reference to uh, the Proud Boys, that's not what America's all about. That was a big point that kind of hurt him. Now he's out there singing songs with the insurrectionist, bragging about the Taliban, calling him your excellency, He's making songs with the Proud Boys, basically. He's making songs with the insurrectionists that he supported, calling them patriots, and then bragging that his song with now them- he's going, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by, because we got a little jam to sing. I don't want and a two, and a three, and a four. You're like, what is happening? You're singing a song? And you replace the national anthem with that song? Everybody- one moment- that the, any Democrat replaced the national anthem at an event with literally anything. Now imagine you replace it with a group of people who attacked the United States of America. I like it's just so batshit crazy. And the truth is, you could be like, you know, Brett, Ben, like we know this. You know, the fact is, a lot of people no. at this moment in time do not know this. And that's why, right now, as we're speaking to you on Thanksgiving, it actually is a great time for you to be like, hey, you see Donald Trump uh, he's singing songs with the people who attacked the Capitol? Like, it's a little. When I get invited to give speeches, I always talk about the fact that he sings songs with the J6 choir, a group of insurrectionists, that not only was he involved in the insurrection, as adjudicated by a judge now, um, but he sings songs with, I don't need the judge's ruling to know that he supports them. He brags about the beats that he makes with them. And when I tell the story at the speeches that I give, when I, when I tour California or when I've been invited other places to speak, they go, Whoa, 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 this, this, this is a real thing. I never heard about it. I go, I go, yeah, it is. Go back, look at the videos of the J six choir and Donald Trump. He's out there. He's puts it on Apple music and he brags about it. Here's what I want to show you first. First. So to all your family members who right now, you're sitting there with them right now, right? You got fam. I, I'm having fun right now, but I love this. You got your family members around. We got a captive audience right now. I know you're Hi with family. your family. So here's what I want you to do with your family right now. I want you to turn the volume up 
And first, this is Donald Trump saying that bragging that the Taliban calls him your excellency. Let's play this clip. And he said, may I ask you a question, your excellency? He called me your excellency. I wonder if he calls Biden your excellency. I don't think so. Okay, now here's Donald Trump bragging about the J6 choir, saying that it's better than Taylor Swift. Play this clip. And they asked me whether or not I would partake and do the beautiful words. And I said, yes, I would. And you saw the spirit. The, uh, the spirit was incredible. And when that came out, it went to the number one song. It was beating everybody. It beat uh, Taylor Swift. It beat Miley Cyrus, who was number one and two. They were number one and two. We knocked them off for a long time. Okay, that's him. I can't play you the song because he's copyrighted. So you can search it if you want to hear it. But he plays that at the beginning of his rallies. Traveling fascist circus, and then he brags about the ratings of his song, which he lies about. Here he is again bragging about it in an interview with Hannity. And Trump brings it up on himself. Like Hannity gives the biggest softball interviews, and then Trump just brags about it. Here, play this clip. By the way, that's on like three. You're really beating this Taylor is, Swift, by the way. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, the J6 is beating Taylor Swift. It's mm. Donald Trump and the J6 prisoners. The, the Pledge and of Allegiance. On iTunes. And on Amazon wow. and on Billboard, which is the big deal, number one, Donald Trump. So now I feel like Elvis because now we've done The Apprentice. That was a great success. We did. Now I've done. Now I've done a recording or whatever you call it. But no, it was number one. And you know what that is? That's a tribute to the fact that people feel the J6 people have been very unfairly treated. I don't know how else to show you other than that, that he's out there saying and bragging about his song with the Jay Sixers. He's making musical compositions with them. It's one of the darkest days in American history. And this idiot's out there right now bragging about making songs with them. But why don't we do a compare and contrast right now, Brett? And there's a lot of good ones out there about Trump talking about something because all Trump mm-hmm. does is make BS promises. And then President Biden actually delivering on something. So let's take a look at this. Trump talking about infrastructure, President Biden delivering on infrastructure. Play the clip. Infrastructure. Nobody can do that like me. The infrastructure is very easy. An infrastructure will get that done easily. We are going to put up one of the big and great infrastructure bills of all time. We call it infrastructure week. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah, President Biden just did it. And I'm sorry. I mean, if you want like a blabbering idiot up there, you're thinking of the wrong thing. Maybe you want a WWE cosplay fascist character. If that's what you're looking for, then watch WWE or something. Or I don't know, re- read some weird sci-fi novel about some dystopian, you know, other planet. Like if, if, if that gives you a thrill, okay. I want someone who delivers things and gets things done. Here's another one. Donald Trump's words versus President Biden's actions. Play the clip. Infrastructure-wise, you said you're going to spend a trillion on infrastructure. We have a bridge. 
in Cincinnati, connects Kentucky to Cincinnati, Ohio. We're doing the plan. I've already heard about the bridge. I love the area. We're going to get it fixed. For decades, people have talked about the Brent Spence Bridge. But folks, talking is over. The bipartisan infrastructure law, we're finally going to get it done. There you have it. I mean, it's talking a bunch of BS, making promise. Donald Trump goes around, we're going to, this is what he's saying now, we're going to have a baby boom like no other, and we're going to build freedom cities across the country. He just makes up crap he, because he has no shame and no one checks him. But remember what I said before. That's where the pro-democracy community, don't let him get away with it. You got to call it out right away. I want to talk about the economy. I want to bring in some of our special guests, Moskowitz, Congress member Moskowitz, Moskowitz. who's got a a thing or two to say as well about uh, James Comer, MAGA Republican, who called him a smurf. Um, I want to show you you (laughs) Democratic Congress member Garcia. I want to then show you a video of our mom that we have on patreon.com slash Midas Touch. I'm going to show you a portion of it here because a lot of people were saying, Ben, you can't do that to us. You got to show us a little bit of that. I said, okay, I hear you. Um, And let's talk about that and more. And we got to show you the new Midas Touch video when we come back after this quick break. If you're like me, morning coffee is non-negotiable, but I was tired of either waiting in line for an overpriced cup or settling for gritty, bitter coffee at home. Now I've switched to AeroPress and I'm never going back. It's so easy and convenient and incredibly unique. I never knew coffee at home could taste this good. AeroPress is like a French press, only better. It's the only press that uses a patented three-in-one brew technology, combining the best of several brew methods into one portable device for a completely unique and delicious flavor profile. Smooth, rich, and full body bodied without the bitterness and grit found in other presses. And as a bonus, AeroPress can brew thousands of recipes. AeroPress travels better than others too. It's compact and incredibly durable. That means you'll never have to endure terrible coffee at the hotel, on the job, or on an adventure again. It brews and cleans in less than two minutes. You just add medium fine coffee grounds, pour in hot water, stir for five seconds, brew for 30 seconds, then press into your favorite mug and enjoy. There's a reason why AeroPress is the barista's favorite favorite home brewing tool. AeroPress is the best reviewed coffee press on the planet with more than 55,000 five-star reviews. Thoughtful, proven, and under $50. AeroPress is the perfect gift or stocking stuffer for every coffee lover in your life this holiday season. Don't settle for less than the best. They'll love it. AeroPress is shockingly affordable, less than 50 bucks, and we've got an incredible offer for our audience. Visit AeroPress.com slash Midas. That's A-E-R-O-P-R-E-S-S dot com slash Midas to save up to 20%. That's AeroPress.com slash Midas to save up to 20%. It's time to ditch the drive-thru, toss the French press, and say yes to better mornings fueled by better coffee. AeroPress ships to the USA and over 60 countries around the world, and we thank AeroPress for sponsoring this show. Geology is a 26-time award-winning skin, hair, and body care company recognized in Men's Health, Hypebeast, Birdie, Esquire, Ask Men, and Oprah Daily Grooming Awards. Geology creates simple and effective skincare and hair care routines customized just for you with ingredients that are proven to work. Their products are built around just a handful 
of powerful proven ingredients that have been trusted by dermatologists for a decade. With over 7,000 five-star reviews, it's clear that people truly love the product. My skin looks so much better now that I'm using the Geology skincare that they sent to me. My skin's so much smoother and it's become a wonderful daily routine to make sure that my skin stays clear. The moisturizing morning cream and everyday face wash has become my absolute favorite. Geology is spelled G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E, and it helps fight acne, reduce oiliness, prevent wrinkles, combat dark or puffy under eyes, have smoother and hydrated skin, and it targets signs of aging. Right now, for a limited time, they're hooking you up with an absolutely insane offer. Head to G-E-O-L-O-G dot I-E slash Midas Touch 70 or scan the QR code on the screen and use code Midas Touch 70 and they'll give you an exclusive 70% off their award-winning skincare trial set. On top of that, you can save big on the add-on products of your choice when you add it to your trial. Thank you, Geology, for partnering with us. Brett, we've got a lot of good news to report. I mean, uh, on Thanksgiving, you know, and I know that the media wants to pump a constant doom and gloom. It seems like they are trying, especially the right-wing disinformation media, but a lot of legacy media, it's like they want to create and write this dystopian existence to have people constantly feeling miserable. Now, look, I'm not saying this is a spike the football situation. There is a lot of work that needs to be done. And I'm grateful and thankful that President Biden's priorities are not on how do I go and out of my way to help the billionaires and the decamillionaires. President Biden's all about, look, I'm good with billionaires. I'm good with decamillionaires. People can get rich. Cool. But what we got to focus on is American workers. We got to make sure that people can have fair wages. Just think about this concept that the Republican idea is trickled down. I want you to think about this. And Brett, then I want you to give me the economic data. I want you to just think about this concept. And I talk about this on the show a lot. I think it's worth repeating here. What the Republican view on economic policy should be, which has been demonstrably the wrong thing to do over and over and over again, which is why under every Republican administration, there's a recession or they end up destroying the economy or they are the ones who set the record deficits and add trillions of dollars in debt the way Donald Trump added $8 trillion in debt. If if I told you, I've got two choices for you now. It's kind of like what we did earlier in the episode when I said a referendum, up or down on these issues. I got two choices. Choice number one, I find a way to help you improve your wages, your working conditions, make sure you're getting paid what you deserve, and make sure that that's what my focus better working conditions, appropriate time off, that the wages are allow you to not have to work multiple jobs and that you could afford to buy a home. That, that's my focus. That's, that's option one. Okay. Here's my option two. What I'm going to do is I'm going to help your boss's boss's boss, and I'm going to help your CEO, not you. Who really needs help is not you. It's your CEO. What I'm going to do is I want to make sure that they can write off on their taxes, future private jets and yachts. I want to make sure I take care of them. And that they get extra benefits. If they've got four homes, four 7,500 square foot, 15,000 square foot mansions, 
I got to find a way to help them get two to three more of those, maybe another yacht, maybe some more jets, because here's what I think will happen. Somehow that will trickle down something to you, and maybe you'll get a little bit of their sloppy 100ths, and that's my plan. So what would you rather do, me help you, or should I help your CEO buy seven yachts? He could have one or two, but I want to help him buy the seventh. What would you pick in that situation? That, in essence, is what trickled down. It's a ridiculous concept. It should be offensive to all of us that people would say, I'm just going to trickle it down on you. And President Biden's really taking a stand. No, I'm with the workers. I'm standing on the picket lines. I'm with workers. And so why do you think billion-dollar interests are pumping disinfo to make you feel doom and gloom? Because they're ready to screw you if they could get somebody else in who's not trying to help you. And objectively, we have someone in office who's focused on workers. And Brett, it's actually working. There's actual data. Actual policy is leading to results that no one thought was possible right now after all of the damage Trump has caused. Tell us where we are right now on Thanksgiving. I mean, think about it. We came out of two horrific situations, which was a global pandemic like we've really never seen before, and this disastrous presidency of Donald Trump and the way that he handled the pandemic, which isn't even appropriate to say. I don't think that he handled the pandemic. He sort of tried to pretend that it didn't exist and uh, just did an absolutely disastrous job. But now, you know, we're looking at this Thanksgiving. Obviously, high prices have been on everybody's mind as we've seen these inflation inflationary pressures, but we are seeing now inflation start to come down in a big, big way and prices start to come down in a big, big way. If we're looking right now at the prices of Thanksgiving goods, and you know, this is something that I made a comment to the brothers the other day. I know Jordy's not here right now, but I said, how long do you think that Fox is going to start running those stories about, oh, look how expensive turkeys are. And oh, there's not enough turkey. There's a turkey shortage. And look how expensive everything is because they run the same playbooks every single year, right? Elections coming up, they're going to run the caravan story. Think, uh, you got Christmas coming up. Oh, no, it's another war on Christmas coming your way. You're not allowed to say Merry Christmas. They have the same exact scripts that they run literally every single year at the same times. And so, of course, it did come this week where we saw on Fox, it was uh, Jason Chaffetz, an old Republican uh, representative who was on Fox, and he was complaining about the price of his turkey. My, I got this turkey, it was $150. And of course, people decided to uh, criticize him for that because anybody who's actually been to the store has seen that turkey prices have come way down. I know some people have told me that they got their turkey for like 59 cents a pound. I saw it by me here in California for like $1.99 a pound or $2.99 a pound, depending on which, uh, you know, if you got the organic or the regular, then there were kind of more expensive, uh, you know, versions if you got a specialty version. And it turned out that this Fox guy, he got like a local organic farm specialty small batch turkey, and he bought like a 20 plus pound turkey. And he was complaining about this as if it were something that Americans were going to because they just want to present the most dystopian image possible of America. And they don't really care about lying. But you know yourself from going to the store, and we know by the actual data that when you look at the data of the Thanksgiving prices, for example, you have here, our average hourly wage in the past year has went up 
4.4%. And you see there are a few things that have increased over the past few years. Pumpkin pie mix, dinner rolls, and veggie trays have increased a little bit. Uh, sweet potatoes as well. And then you look at the rest of the Thanksgiving meal, and you've got peas decreasing in price by 1%, milk by 3%, stuffing decreasing by 3%, uh, other things decreasing by 4%, pie crust decreasing by 5%, turkey decreasing by 6%, cranberries decreasing in price by 18%. Those are all very good indicators. And now it's saying that this year's meal, when you kind of average it together for Thanksgiving, is costing the average American family 4.5% cheaper than Thanksgiving was in 2022. All good signs. I'm sure a lot of you had to do a lot of traveling this Thanksgiving. I know our mom had to fly across the country to see us. I know a lot of you are driving, taking flights. Big travel time and Thanksgiving travel prices are absolutely plummeted. And this is a pretty wild stat as well. So here's a tweet. Um, it says, not only is Thanksgiving uh, dinner cheaper than last year, but getting there is too. Gas is 5% cheaper than last year. Airfares are 14% below 2022 prices. And airfares are also currently below 2019 prices, 2019 airfares are below 2019 prices. Also worth noting that those gas prices, now that they're down and they're cheaper, 5% cheaper than last year, the Thanksgiving gas prices this year are actually the lowest that they've been since Thanksgiving of 2020. Once again, We've got a lot of good economic news here. Here are just a few headlines in the past 24 to 48 hours or so um, that indicate this positive news about the economy. You have CNBC, U.S. gas prices are falling and could hit the cheapest Thanksgiving Day price since 2020. Uh, Wall Street Journal, American shoppers have plenty of dry powder, saying that Americans have more purchasing power right now. Here's Goldman Sachs, Consumer Dashboard, November 2023, thankful for a strong consumer. Here's Bloomberg, U.S. mortgage rates slide sharply, reinvigorating housing demands. Retailers are also loaded up on inventory right now. So there's going to be even bigger Black Friday sales this year if you're into shopping. You have consumer spending about to hit record levels. You have the price of goods falling fast really amongst an entire set of consumer goods. And if you look at this list right here, sports equipment down, dishes down, audio equipment, toys, furniture, computers, TVs, appliances, towels and sheets, smartphones. And this is all data straight from the Department of Labor. But there's more. You got the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits falling sharply last week. And it's a sign that the markets right now, that the job market remains resilient despite these higher interest rates that we have. And with the news that inflation from last month uh, to October, from the month over month, was at 0%, now people are expecting that you know, if there will be maybe one more raise of interest rates or it might be done and that we could actually start to see interest rates coming down by the middle of next year. That is going to supercharge the markets. That is going to help with this housing issue. And it's going to just supercharge the economy as a whole. That's all in addition to the 4.9% GDP growth last month, the 14 million jobs added under President Biden so far. We've had unemployment under 4% for the longest stretch in over 50 
50 years. So when you put the raw data in there and your own personal experiences, what you're experiencing when you go to the store right now, I know you see it when you go to the gas pump, depending on what, what state you're in, you are seeing this relief and you are seeing these positive economic indicators. And these are all things that I know we can all be incredibly thankful for on this Thanksgiving day. I mean, look, you're talking again, just at the most basic level, the way I try to break it down also is imagine you're in the world cup and you finish first, but then you have everybody basically saying, yeah, but you actually finished last. It's like, look, I mean, you finished first. Could, could you play better? Could, could, could it be less sloppy? Is there a lot of things that may need to be improved? Yes. I mean, look, the bottom line, when you're talking about the highest GDP growth of all G7 nations. There's no other real way to rank that against. It's like number one, that's a good stat. When you want to talk about this is like the first time in a very, very long time that the American economy is growing faster than China's economy and that all the massive growth in China is being reversed because a lot of manufacturing now is coming back to the United States because of Bidenomics and because of one of the most important pieces of legislation, the CHIPS Act in American history, and building the semiconductors here in the United States, and how America again has become a manufacturing mecca for the entire world. Like, there's no other America's beating China in percentage GDP growth. Right? Like, like, think about that statistic right there. And then, in terms of inflation, look. It's getting under control. This is not a spike the football moment, but America has the lowest inflation of any G7 nation, and inflation is a global thing. And then you have to go, well, where did it start from? Who started the fire? Where did this come from? And we just have to exercise reason judgment and and, and understand it, that it doesn't just come out of nowhere, Right. When you add $8 trillion of debt the way Donald Trump did, $8 trillion in debt, and you print money as recklessly as Donald Trump did, and you distribute it as recklessly as he did with the PPP program and how it was handled and who got it and how they got it and how it didn't really reach the people who needed it the most – you have to go, that's where it came. You have to understand. And then how do you get it under control? And what types of things can you do to spur the economy and, and deal with it? We, we have to, again, exercise reasoned judgment here. I, I want to talk about as well um, where, we at, where we're at, though, uh, in the House of Representatives with all the MAGA craziness going on in the House. So as we promised, I'm going to show you three things right now. So first, I want to show you the interview I did with Congress member Jared Moskowitz, because very recently, the MAGA Republicans called Moskowitz, uh, James Comer called Moskowitz a smurf. And like, Brett, to your point, what I'm proud of is that we've got Democrats who actually are messaging well. The question becomes, how do they get their messages out where you have a legacy media that doesn't want to really get the message out. They're so wedded, met legacy media, to like their their fascist, cosplay-loving whatever, that they don't want to talk about what's going on. So I interviewed Congress member Jared Moskowitz, who at these committee hearings is standing up 
to MAGA. And when you put, there's a reason why James Comer isn't holding any more impeachment hearings. Okay. Just think about that. If the, to all your MAGA friends, if the facts were truly on the side of MAGA, why aren't they holding hearings in public? Don't you think they'd love to spike the football? No, they know they're going to get embarrassed like they always do. So let me show you this portion of my interview with Democratic Congress member Jared Moskowitz play. You and Goldman, who is Mr. Trust Fund, continue to try Recla- to reclaiming discredit. my time. No, I'm not Re- going to give you your time back. We can stop the clock. You all continue to, you look like a Smurf here, just going around and all this stuff. Now, listen. Mr. Chairman, you no, have. I'm going to tell you no, no, something. Hold on. If we're, you if we're not on time, we can just. Disinformation. You, you, you have you gone on TV and said the president did something you illegal. You're doing stuff with your brother. The American people have the same questions. Why should they believe you? Why should they believe you? Why should they believe you? There's, there's a different rule for the president. There's a different rule for you. Why should they believe what you're saying, Mr. Chairman? Why? You go on Fox News and say loans you and deals are a way to evade taxes. We don't know that's what you're doing or not. We don't know. We have no idea. We're supposed to take your word for it. But when the president well, you've says already something, been proven a liar, Mr. Moskowitz. What's that? You've already been proven a liar. Today. Who's proven me a liar? You? Yes. Your word means well, nothing, Mr. Chairman. Go to my hometown. There's a camera crew there today, an opposition research crew there today. Mr. Chairman, this seems to have gotten under your it seems to have gotten under your skin. I'll pay for your ticket. I I, I think the American people have lots of questions, Mr. Chairman, and perhaps you should sit maybe for a deposition. I would. I will be. The American people do have a lot of questions. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network, joined by Congress Member Jared Moskowitz. I want to get your. He he invited me to his home, by the way, which is very nice of him uh, to come out to to visit him, uh, give me a room in his cabin. Yeah, and he's the largest land. I'm the largest landowner in my town. Very glad he's able to associate with regular people. There's so much there I want to break down. Yeah, I mean, mo- first- most people, by the way, don't don't talk about being landowners anymore. You know that 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 there was a time where owning land meant you had value. That we, we don't really we don't really use that as a metric. Uh, in modern times. Well, he uses that as a metric. And the chairman of the Oversight Committee, James Comer, also uses hurling insults as a metric, apparently. And so when you're just pointing out the reality of a situation that there is credible reporting out there that suggests that he's made some very shady loans, according to these reports, his response is to call you a smurf, to interrupt you, and to basically take away your time. Like when he did that, what was going through your mind? Well, first of all, I'm happy to know he knows his primary colors, which is, yes, I was wearing a blue suit with a blue tie. It's also an insight into his childhood childhood mind, which is, he associates blue with Smurfs, okay? And so he, he went to calling me a Smurf, which, quite frankly, he, he could have called me lots of worse things. So yeah, I was not offended by the, uh, by the Smurf comment. In fact, when he stopped my time, I was like, oh, God, he took the bait. He took the bait. He's the chairman. I'm a freshman in the minority. He could have said, Keep, you know, finish your little speech, Mr. Moskowitz. I'm, I'm not going I'm, I'm to engage. But no, 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 couldn't help himself stepped down from the chairmanship, stopped my time, which meant he was giving me more time because I was always going to get my time back. Uh, And then let me close. We had our little thing and then let me close. I mean, listen, I'm not saying the chairman has done anything wrong. What I am saying and was saying is that the chairman goes on TV time in, time again, you know, to Hannity and all these shows where he feels comfortable like a wet blanket. 
Okay. And he says, look, when the president was not in office, private citizen, he had loans between his brother, right? And then he tries to paint those loans in a negative light with zero evidence. And so all I was saying is, look, James also does business with his brother, did business with his brother and land swaps and deals and the other and had LLCs. And so all I was saying is it's very easy, basically, to try to paint that in a bad light with no evidence. And perhaps maybe the chairman shouldn't throw stones in glass houses. But obviously, boy, that got under his skin, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying that he actually did assault his girlfriend and that came up during the governorship race. But look, it was reported by his local paper in Kentucky and a college roommate of a woman who accused Comer of assaulting her recalls a very volatile relationship. Um, Comer said there was no conflict in um, receiving gifts from a woman who accused him. I I'm not saying that that happened, but I am saying that that was indeed reported. And if his whole view of what his role is, as a member of Congress is to defame and disparage people based on that. I don't know about you, but I don't think that's why you signed up to be a member of Congress. I mean, I think it's to actually solve the issues of the American people. Well, look, he ain't going to bully me. Uh, and, and by the way, I mean, calling somebody a smurf, uh, I, I mean, maybe that's bullying in third grade, but, 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 it, but it wasn't going to work with me. In fact, I was like, oh, God, you just gave me a gift. Oh, keep going, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, keep talking. Keep going. Yeah, call call me a Smurf. We're gonna have that full interview available it's on so the Midas, full interview <laughs> available on the Midas Touch feed. So make sure you check the full interview out on the Midas Touch feed. I want to then show you my interview I did with Democratic Congress member Robert Garcia. Excited to highlight all of these top. Democratic messengers out there. And Garcia is right here in uh, my backyard in California. And then I'm excited to share with you the Patreon interview we did with our mom. If you ever wanted to meet Mama Midas, you're going to get to meet her here on the special Thanksgiving episode as well. And then, of course, we're going to show you our new video that we're doing. You all said Midas Touch as we head into 2024. You better be doing those shorts that you're known for. And we said, bet. Don't worry about it. We got you. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here. We're here with it. We get it. We get what you want us to do. It's all good. We understand the assignment. We'll be right back after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Eight Sleep. There's nothing worse than tossing, turning, or sweating in the night because you're too hot. Better sleep is the gift that keeps on giving, and Eight Sleep's biggest sale of the year has arrived. The pod cover will improve your sleep by automatically adjusting your bed's temperature based on your individual need, which is why the pod cover by Eight Sleep has been my favorite product of 2023. The cover can be added to any bed like a fitted sheet, and allows you and your partner to cool or warm your side of the bed as low as 55 degrees and up to 110 degrees. In addition to keeping you at the perfect temperature all night, the pod also tracks your sleep and health metrics. On average, pod users see their sleep quality improve by 32% after just a month on the pod. I saw major improvement in my sleep quality. If better sleep is on your wish list this holiday season, Season, look no further than eight sleep until November 30th. 
Eight Sleep is offering listeners of Midas Touch up to $500 off when you build a bundle with my personal favorite, the pod cover. So go to eightsleep.com slash Midas for these exclusive holiday savings. Eight Sleep currently ships within the USA, Canada, the UK, select countries in the EU and Australia. Again, go to eightsleep.com slash Midas, E-I-J-H-T-S-L-E-E-P.com slash Midas for these exclusive holiday savings. Welcome back. Welcome back. Brett warned me. Brett said we had one ad break. I did you warn caught, you. You did warn me. I caught you, you sleeping. He caught me sleeping. <laughs> um, I do want to say this about eight sleep, though. Caught me sleeping, eight sleep. I didn't make that transition intentional, though. I'll pretend to. Okay, eight sleep <laughs> is just some next level stuff, though. I mean, it really is incredible. And I have it on my bed. And then I, I set it. To, I'm not going to tell you the time I go to sleep. But um, I set it to the time I go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, like, I'll know because it, it like the way it makes like the water touch your body like all of a sudden my body's like okay this is the greatest <laughs> like it's the greatest thing ever anyway i'm simping for eight sleep but it's really it's really really like it's like it's a life changer for me eight sleep and it really makes me sleep better thank you eight sleep all right let's get into it next up we got the interview i did with a uh, democratic congress member uh robert garcia and he crushed it too i mean I think his messaging spot on. We were talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene and, you know, he's in three different committees with her. So he's like sees her in action all the time. He used to be a mayor out here in Long Beach, uh, Congressmember Garcia, you know, where he was an executive, you know, at, in that position. And so he watches this. He's like, he's like, he's like, what, what is going on here? Watch Democratic Congress member Garcia play the clip. And I think in the beginning of the clip, he's responding to you showed him one of these Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. moments from one of the hearings, and he's just in disbelief. <laughs> Here's the clip. I mean, it's the gaslighting for me. That is the member of Congress from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene, by the way, it pains me to even say that, who's showing dick pics in committee hearings, who's calling for decorum. Congress member, is this even about Democrat and Republican anymore? Isn't it pro-democracy and normalcy versus I don't even know what's going on with your colleagues on the other side? hundred percent. I mean, beyond the fact that uh, the House Republicans essentially have completely uh, just gone uh, off the rails and off the deep end. I mean, and their leadership, I mean, pretty much that whole that whole conference and caucus, you have these extremists uh, led by folks like Marjorie Taylor Greene and the George Santoses of the world uh, who literally are anti-democracy. They're anti-science, they're anti-truth, and their job is essentially essentially just uh, try to destroy uh, the country, destroy our institutions. They're um, you know an anti everything that you could possibly imagine, especially anti truth. Uh, and it's important for them to be called out. And so I think, as the only member of Congress that has to sit on three committees with her um, and spend the most time with her than than unfortunately anybody else, I think that uh, I especially enjoy uh, taking her on and making sure that people know that what she's saying is basically our lies. The recent MAGA Republican 
massively dangerous conspiracy and also just completely bonkers is that the insurrection was actually a hashtag because everything's a hashtag with them, a hashtag fedsurrection. So Marjorie Taylor Greene and major leaders of the Republican Party, Mike Lee, a senator, a Republican senator from Utah, posted all of these images of an insurrectionist, Kevin Lyons. Here, we'll post the one that Marjorie Taylor Greene did. She then deleted it, doesn't even acknowledge it. And they claim that this insurrectionist who everybody knows about because he called himself an idiot when he was convicted and sentenced to four years, he was holding a vape, smoking a vape in the hall. There's the vape right there in the halls of Congress during the insurrection, the same way we saw Lauren Boebert with the vape in the Beetlejuice uh, event. So they know a thing or two about vapes and saying that proves the Fedsurrection. So we at Midas Touch showed what are you talking? First off, we all see what we all saw what went down on the insurrection. That's a vape. But then there's no shame. I mean, that's the thing. Then they just move on to the next one. How do we confront that right now? I totally insane. I mean, insanity. I mean, for, for anyone to first claim that January 6th didn't happen or was some friendly walk through the Capitol on some Capitol tour. Uh, the fact that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and others are, are claiming that um, these folks were just peaceful is, 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 is sickening. And I, I want to share one thing. I, a lot of folks don't know this. When I first got to Congress as a freshman, which was just recently, um, Marjorie, uh, Marjorie led a uh, group basically of mostly Republicans and two Democrats got uh, invited. So I got sent on behalf of the committee of, on oversight to go visit the, all the January 6th insurrectionists that are actually in jail, in the DC jail. And so this was all of them that are there right now. They've been there since They've been arrested. And when we walk in and, you know, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is leading this group. And the first thing she does is we walk in to meet them is greets them and hugs them and prays with them and apologizes and uh, is, is, is treating them like heroes. And I'm sitting there going, this is disgusting. These people attacked our government. They try to overthrow our government. Now, I was there as to observe on behalf of, the, of, our, of our committee and our party, um, but just really disgusting. Those guys try to come up and shake my hand and I refuse. I said, I'm not shaking your hand. Um, and yet she and others like her and Lauren Boebert were giving them hugs and, um, you know, giving them uh, attaboys for what they did. The MAGA Republicans sent a congressional delegation, which normally you send congressional delegations, right, to visit democracies abroad, share best practices, promote democracy and fledgling democracies. Their major congressional delegation, as everyone's just hearing from Congressmember Garcia, was to the D.C. jail to chant, let's go, Brandon, and play freaking games with right. terrorists, with insurrect. Well, I can't well, when you put it like that, <laughs> you put it like that. We did a full interview with Congressmember Robert Garcia. And look, when I interview these Democrats, it's just like just kind of down to earth, normal people who had want to grab. I don't drink beer, but who I'd grab a beer with if I did drink beer or maybe grab, grab a, a hot tea with, tea with. Yeah. Grab, grab a hot tea with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. But now the moment that you've all been waiting for. Well, there's two moments you've been waiting for. First. The interview with our mom, for everyone who wanted to meet Midas Mama, you'll get to meet her right now. Um, and then we're going to show you our latest video that we did here at the Midas Touch Network that you're going to get to watch first. Um, but I want to say this about the interview um, with our mom. So we made this available exclusively to uh, the members of our Patreon. 
So if you want to become a member of our Patreon, if you're wondering like what's the exclusive content that we offer on our Patreon, they're all exclusive podcasts that we have there. It's patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H. Some great exclusive content like what you are about to watch right now. And here's the thing. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. Zero outside investors. So the way we build this network is through the emojis that you've been seeing in the chat, through our Patreon, and through our pro-democracy sponsors. And so on our Patreon, we now have over 11,000 patrons, and the community is growing rapidly. But through that, then we're able to build MidasTouch.com. You can see the things that we're building right there. So we've got an incredible editorial team at MidasTouch.com led by Ron Filipkowski. I would say the editorial team we have there is probably first rate. I would say I'd put our editorial team against anybody, and I would say our editorial team is just the best, and we've got the best researchers who are combing through copious data every single day. And are providing, you know, whether it's ASIN in the video clips, whether it's JD Wolf and all the others who are putting all this incredible info out every single day. We've broken major stories there. And the way we build this is patreon.com slash Midas Touch, among other things. And so we offer cool exclusive content there. But here's the here's the message that I got. I think everyone was like, Ben, we appreciate that you have Patreon and we know that you gotta come up with ways to try to build the network. So we appreciate that there's membership fees and stuff associated with that. But can we please meet your mom? So here's what we thought of. The <laughs> full interview, the full interview with our mom is on Patreon. And so we're not going to show the full interview here. We're going to show you just a portion of it. But I want to make sure that you all get to meet her. We love her very much. We're spending Thanksgiving with her, and she's visiting us from the East Coast. And so we want to just give you a little insight into us as brothers, as a family, who who we are, um, and, and who our mom is. So without further ado, we're going to show you a portion of that interview from patreon.com slash Midas Touch. And if you are able to join and you want to see, we have a lot of content, my origin story, Brett's story, Jordy's story, how I met Karen Friedman Agnifilo, KFA comes on, gives her origin story, Michael Popak, his origin story. We show some of the initial videos we first made at Midas Touch. There's so much cool content there that it could fill up, I don't know, days at this point of content of exclusive podcasts and videos and audio and all the stuff that we do there. And then we do like group activities of like, all right, let's go phone banking. Let's do this. Let's do that. So Join it if you can, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. It's content like this, and but we want to share with you a portion of it. This is from patreon.com slash Midas Touch, our interview with our mom. Welcome, everybody, to the after show. I'm just going to say it. It hasn't even started yet. Woo! This is my favorite Midas more mic drop because we've got Midas Randy. You may have seen Let's Midas go. Randy. Midas Mom. In the chat rooms, but here she is, our mom, Randy Micellis. Mom, good to have you on the after show. It's great being here tonight. Yeah. So everybody's been saying, we got to meet your mom. We got to meet your mom. We got to meet your mom. This has been like maybe the number one request of the Midas Mighty now going back for years. So this is a highly, this is a highly, highly, highly anticipated moment that's going on right now. So the first question that I have is how was your flight here? 
How are you doing? It was great. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning because I was so excited to visit. Uh, got to the airport three hours early and uh plane was great. Flight was awesome, and I'm so excited to be here. So I was uh, graduated law school. I was a litigator, and so you used to see that I would go to court and do all of those things. Now you show up. Um, I'm a <laughs> podcaster. I have a, I have a YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. Every I every mean, mom's dream. Every, every mom's. <laughs> when, I, when, when my kids I went grow from up, a lawyer, <laughs> I went from a lawyer dressed in a suit every day to doing this in my living room. So what do you what do you make of that? I am whatever you want to do. I am proud of. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Ma. <laughs> okay, when we first started down this course, though, and we had like fifty people watching and not millions of people, did you question some of the decision making? <laughs> as, as we all, yeah, when we first started, we all it was like ten or eleven. I did not question it once i knew whatever you boys were going to do you would succeed Oh, there was a moment where we would have four people. That was uh, awesome. I love those four people. And, and mom was one of them. And I was one of them. That's right. Mom was absolutely one of them. So I let's was there from day one. So let's 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 get into some controversial topics, which Ooh, is let's let's get into the childhood of Jordy, uh, Brett, and myself. Um, what was growing up? What would you say was all of our favorite foods growing up? Mm. Oh, let's see, favorite foods: um, macaroni and cheese. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, good one. Good, good call. Good one. Pizza. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pizza, right? Uh huh. You loved everything. Every everything that I when I called up and they. They delivered it. You loved it. <laughs> I did have my special dishes. You did. Did you expect us growing up like to do anything involving politics, or did you think that we would do something else? Again, no. I knew whatever you three set your minds out to do, you would succeed, no matter what it was. I mean, growing up, it was one adventure after the next every day, <laughs> whether it was filming from – your uncle's house <laughs> and you took over his house. Um, whether you staged our house and put tape all over the walls. <laughs> Free reign of everything. It was we great. It was awesome. Well, they're still they're still going on right now, but in a, in a different well, way. Well, you're not living at my house though, doing not these living, things. Not living at your house, but it's you it are, is interesting. You are in my dining room studio. <laughs> <laughs> you are some, some things on the walls and produce here. <laughs> you are in my yeah, dining room. Yeah, we, we 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 absolutely should. And but I mean, you you know, you're recounting now that we work together as kids, like like on projects yes. and stuff all the time. And so, you know, I think when we all found this opportunity to start this Midas Touch project together, um, it was natural for us because we were making, you know, all these movies growing up at, at our uncle's house. And we were uh, turning uh, your house into a green screen studio so that we could shoot projects and, and things like that. And I mean, that kind of is in us going back a long time. And obviously we went on our separate kind of paths of Ben going to law school and being a lawyer and me working in film and TV and Jordy going into marketing. But I think it's interesting how it all does at the end of the day come come full circle literally right now with, 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 you, and ben, with you and Ben's it, living room. <laughs> we're right here in the living room. And everyone should know too, our mom's a lawyer, graduated 
um, from Hofstra Law School. So we oh. had the law in our DNA. What do you think about my legal breakdowns? Do you think I'm spot on? Do you think it I, needs any I, improvement? No, zero improvement. <laughs> you were just so spot on. Everything you do is perfect. How would we describe <laughs> The dynamic, though, between uh, between us three, you know, was, you know, was there the wise older brother, the the the, the energetic younger brother, the creative middle brother, was there, um, you know, maybe well, you being the, the oldest, then, yeah. So Brett literally followed you as if you were, as you are his idol. Um, his here, his hero. Ooh. So Brett wanted to emulate everything you mark did. the recording eight fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and being that you whether this age differences, Jordy then followed everything Brett did. So it was really interesting to see each each one of you follow the one that was next older than you. Well, to get the full interview, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We did want to share that, though, with all of you on Thanksgiving. And um, we are thankful for all of you here at the Midas Touch Network as well. Um, because this is more than just a network. This is a community right here, the community that you all built. And we want to share with this community the new short that we all did, because I can't tell you how many messages we get on Patreon and email and direct message where people say, you know what? We're glad you built this network and it's been doing whatever bigger than the other networks, CNN, but CNN and Fox, great work. But you better not forget about those short videos that you did in 2020. And we said we didn't forget about them. We're going to be continuing to make those shorts. And so this is really, Brett, I would say the first short that we were doing, um, you know, in, in, in quite some time, we're going to be doing definitely more of these. And, you know, look, we're you, you use them, share them, you know, you use them as tools. We're going to release it as its own independent video. But, Brett, I'll let you intro it and then play the video. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was with Donald Trump and she said something that I've heard her say before. And she laid out the stakes about the upcoming elections. And you know what? I rarely say this about somebody like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, but in this case, she was right. But for all the wrong reasons, you see, Sarah Huckabee Sanders stood next to Donald Trump on the stage and she said, this election is not about right versus left. It's about normal versus crazy. Now, she may have a different interpretation of who is normal and who is crazy, but in our new short that we are about to premiere right here on the Midas Touch podcast, we make it pretty clear who, where the crazy is coming from. Ben, are they, are they ready for this? You think, they, you think they're ready for this right now? The Midas Mighty is born ready. Play the clip. Let's do it. The truth is, it's not even a question anymore between right and left. It is normal versus crazy. Do it, baby. I love you so much. Magic and just bad news. Bad things are happening. Uh. Normal versus crazy. I would like the member to be instructed to not introduce any pornography today. Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, she and her companion 
explicitly groping each other repeatedly while they oh were in God. their seats. Normal versus crazy. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Big oh, hold, stop it. You know, you're a United States senator. What happened with you and Kevin McCarthy? I got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. Ultra mega! Normal versus crazy. There is substantial evidence that Santos violated federal law. Well, I posted them on my Twitter account. You look like a smirk. It is normal versus crazy. I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing that I can go campaign on and say we did. Deranged. He's not into golden showers, as they say they call them. Well, there you have it. And for those just tuning in for the first time to the Midas Touch Network, welcome. This is a place where truth matters. This is a place where facts matter. This is the place, too, we can disagree about a lot of things. It's all good. But let's not disagree on the objective facts that are taking place. And let's also not minimize the threat that exists right now. This isn't a normal election cycle where there's, oh, progressives and liberals and conservatives and everyone's uh, out of control. No, it's not what's going on. It's a pro-democracy community. And then as the video shows, there is MAGA, which as President Biden says, that ain't your parents or grandparents' Republican Party anymore, perhaps the Republican Party you knew growing up. That That is MAGA right now. And MAGA is not what Republic is nothing conservative about, about any of those views. And uh, I think it's important that we um, call it out and we just continue to speak the truth. Now, one of the things we always have at the end of the shows is a call to action. Throughout the shows is a call to action, which is we don't just watch the Midas Touch shows. So if you can, Share these videos, share these clips, let others know. Have If you're with your family members right now, have them just go on there. Ask them. Don't just take their phone away. That would be rude. But uh, take their, ask them to look at their phone and then subscribe. To tell them, make sure they're subscribed to Midas Touch. Just even if they don't, even if they disagree with some of the things, just say subscribe, watch some of the videos. Um, and, and then, and then tell me how you feel. And, and, and that's the best thing you can do with your family. Go to all of them at the, at the table and tell us in the comments, if you were able to do that and you were able to get your family members to subscribe while you're, while you're with them right now and just and put in the comments we will make it a cow, but we will, we're competitive, me and me and my brother. So let's make it a competition, but you have to be honest. No, no lying in the comments, <laughs> put in the comments below. Um, after the episode ends, how many family members you got to subscribe to the Midas Touch? And if you got a new family member to watch it, what their reaction was. You could put that in the comments below. Thank you all so much for watching on our Thanksgiving Day episode. We're grateful for you. We appreciate you. And I am confident that together we are going to make sure democracy prevails. Brett, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The Midas Mighty standing strong Against the fascists we sing our song We will get it right whenever 
At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.